everybody. Welcome to day five. Is it five or four? Five? Day five. Day five of the Lockdown Golf Podcast. Chronicling. We still haven't figured out the right way to say that. <laughs> the self, I guess, sort of self, but forced quarantines of myself, Bill Bush, and my esteemed internet audio video content colleague, Chris McEwen. Chris, how are you today? Happy first day of spring, Bill. Say first day of spring for real. <laughs> Today's the first day of spring. Yes, it is. March 19th. Yeah. March 19th. Huh. First day of spring. Yep. We had a nice, foggy, rainy, cold day. Although the high is going to be 60 at like midnight tonight. You know what? I might just go, considering all of the golf courses are going to be shut down in a matter of days, <sighs> I might go fire up the net and the Mevo. Out oh, right out go. of my right out of my yard at uh, midnight tonight. What do I got to lose? Nothing. Zero. I mean, the podcast will be staged for tomorrow. Or, you know, as you guys are listening to it, obviously, I could listen to the podcast and see how it went, and just make sure everything sounds good. Bash a few balls into the into the net. What a sixty degree <laughs> weather. What a way to bring in spring. That's right. That's right. Well, yeah. That's happy spring. Plan. Happy spring to you, my dear. Thank you, sir. I saw earlier you were going to be drinking a 2018 Goose Island Bourbon County Vanilla Stout. That's correct. I'm about a half a bottle in. Oh, sweet <laughs> so Jesus. I'm, I'm feeling loose. Feel good. Ooh, that's yeah. toasty. What, it, what? You got the bottle by you? Uh, No, but what do you want to know? Percentage? What is that? 15, like 14? Is it 15 or is it like 9? Whoo! Yeah. Hey, I don't I'm know. Gonna, could... I was I was going to save it for tomorrow night, but I was like, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it now. Yeah, that's the way yeah. I've been. That's I'm like the same now. thing. I'd be like this. I'll save it for the week. I'm like, who am I kidding? Every day is right. the same right now. <laughs> right. Yeah. Unbelievable. I have, a, I, have a, I have a story related to uh, booze when we want to get to our daily update. Mm, I do want to get to that. Right, so how's, how is that? I've had it, and I'm going to tell you. Before you give your opinion, uh, you know what? No, I don't want to. I don't want to cloud your judgment. Let me hear about it. Okay, I really like it. I enjoy it actually. And, and now that it's about, is it? It's yeah, two years old. So I bought it the day after Christmas uh, in twenty eighteen, because um, that's when they sell them that one day. Basically, math would, math would tell me it's about a year and a half old, but okay, roughly a year and a half then. Uh, it matter it and matters with barrel aged stouts. Six months it does. is a big difference. Yeah, so I was gonna I was gonna say because the vanilla um, is a little bit more subdued, so it's so you get much more of the kind of boozy barrel kind of side of it more so than the the flavoring, but uh, it's pretty nice and it's I mean all those beers are so smooth. Um. That's certainly not an issue. So, so here's the thing. I have you ever had the 2014 vanilla rye bourbon county? I have not. So, I had that a couple of years ago, and while I knew they wouldn't be the same, I was hoping for some closeness to it. And I, I would tell you, I was severely let down because like by, by the 2014. No, the 2014 was oh oh, 
was like a textbook execution of a special okay. limited release vanilla barrel aged stout. It was so good. Okay. This one, I'm like, you know, this just tastes like, I mean, people are selling vanilla stouts year round. And I go, this is yeah. just tastes like another one of those, except a little bit of that bourbon County, uh, tinge to it for those that don't know bourbon county it, goose island does goose once island a year the day right. they release it on black friday and it used to be a big deal but there's a lot of arguments now against beer connoisseurs that the industry has caught up and passed it by a mile and usually if they put out they might put out the standard bourbon county stout and then it's barrel aged and then they'll put out a bunch of variants usually like Two or three beers out of the five to eight will be good, and the rest will be, eh, or they're okay. We're fortunate here in Chicago right now, the Revolution Brewery. People yeah. know them for their anti-hero, specifically. Um, That's where I got married. A, oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> they have a fantastic barrel program and just blow yeah. Goose Island out of the water now. It's, I agree with that. But... um. Anyway, they've I, also uh, surpassed as uh, as the most sold beer in Chicago. Oh wow, I believe Revolution it. Revolution has, yeah. They just unseated uh, Goose Island. That seems about right. I'm good with yeah, that for does. sure. Yeah, um, yeah, that makes sense. But Bourbon County is, you know, it's not as good as it used to be. And Vanilla, it was like, oh, that was going to be that year was considered one of the better ones. And I don't know if it's just because I was jaded by the unbelievable execution of the 2014 vanilla rye, but I was sort of say like, I just didn't feel like it had the made the big impression we were hoping it would make. And, um, it was sort of, it was fine. It was fine. You know what I mean? It was fine. Yeah. I yeah. still have you know, two bottles of it. It's a $15 bottle or something. It's not like it's, you know, no way that was like, 20 at least 22 no maybe it wasn't no not that i don't uh maybe let's 20 set, bucks let's settle on 20 dollars yeah, tax maybe 20 bucks. we're safe there uh the big I still the big have two bottles like of this. it though oh do you yeah nice sitting on those now I'm, i'll let those hit two years yeah it's i like it it's pretty good so tell me your booze story you said you had yeah, so it was kind of funny because uh, our pal J-Riv hit me up today, just checking in, saying like, how are you guys doing on the lockdown? And I said, well, it's day four, and so far, my wife has started a uh, bread starter, a yeast starter. She mm -hmm. has bought a thousand-piece puzzle, and last night, I ordered $275 worth of booze from Benny's Delivery. So that's how we're doing. Jesus. So I just decided to, you know, I said, you know what? I'm not messing around. I'm, I'm going to, I'm just going to do it. And so got a bunch of different New England IPAs. I got, I got a couple uh, of stouts. I got some stuff for my wife. She really likes, uh, speaking of Goose Island, she likes Sophie. So I got her some Sophie. Mm -hmm. She also likes Gumball Head. So I got her some Gumball Head. And then I bought, I got myself a, a, I'm out of bourbon and uh, sweet vermouth. So I had to get some bourbon and sweet vermouth. And then just for dinner, got a couple of bottles of red wine. What bourbon did you get? I got, um, oh, it's a, 
Oh God. Um, what's the one that I always get? Uh, the name is escaping me now. This is, I didn't think this was that tough of a question. Yeah. Um, oh my God. Come on. We have talked about this. Maker's Mark. No, no. Woodford Reserve, Angels Envy. Woodford Reserve. It's Wood, okay. It was Woodford Reserve, uh, the double barrel oak or double oak barrel. Double oak. Um, yeah. That's a good one. It is a good, yeah. It was, and yeah, it is a good one. But so, uh, but yeah, so that's, that's what I did last night at like, and the earliest they could deliver was Sunday, just to give you an idea of how busy they are. Which is funny. But, people are like, better stockpile that booze. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I got the Woodford Reserve uh, double bourbon. That's or double oaked bourbon. So my, I got some. I got oh, some. Uh, oh, I figured by which, that. I figured by that you were at your two seventy five. You got more. Oh no, that's it. I was just going to give you some more details on the beer, but I did get oh. uh, Adam Unfilter's favorite Pollyanna. I got some fun size in there. I got some. Have you had any? Have you had the Big Muddy Vanilla Stout? Speaking of vanilla stouts, I haven't had that one yet. Okay, I got that one. I haven't had it either, so I gave that a give that a shot and. Uh, the uh, the local off color, Dino S'mores Imperial Stout. I got two, two four packs of that. That stuff is delicious. I feel like I'm always intrigued by how Dino S'mores changes a lot. Like I feel mm-hmm. like you get one batch, you're like wow, it's real smoky, it didn't do very good. The next one, like wow, this is just like vanilla syrup. Oh, the next one, I can really taste the graham cracker. It's it's interesting. Yeah, but it's yeah, worth it. Would... I mean, they're like six dollars a bottle for a totally. pair. A, a, you know, a variant stout, an adjunct yeah. stout, if you will. Adjunct. That's right. They're and they're within, within walking distance of uh, their tap room is within walking distance of us, so we go quite a bit. So Not right like, now. Oh. You don't. No, that's why I had to order it on, <laughs> online from Benny's. Have you ever had any of the um, the fun size variants from Pollyanna? For sure. That toasted fun size. It's like marllow meets yeah. nutter butter kind of man it is so yeah. good it's I'll be really, honest really I don't really like the just the regular fun size at all but some of those variants they do are unreal yeah the yeah they do a really good job with the variants there, there is yeah the graham crack or the whatever it is the s'mores one was really good we had the honey one in the house last week I think which mm-hmm. is really good um yeah, they do a good job. I have had ones I don't like. I mean, they've had a lot of varieties. They did a sugar cookie one. I don't remember. I don't like that one. Last that Christmas one, the, one before, but yeah. that was good for like half. It wasn't that it was bad. It was just, it was good for like half yeah. a bottle and you, you're like, yeah. all right, I've had enough. Yeah. Same with the orange. I didn't really like the orange. You know, I've yeah. learned I don't really care for any orange stouts, so I didn't even bother buying it because I'm like, I'm not going to like it and they don't deserve that criticism. Yeah. You know, that's not their problem that this is my palate. Right. right. <laughs> so mine and right. Jay Ribs yeah. local spot, uh, the beer seller, they have a store in Glen Ellen and Geneva. They are those are both uh, Chicago suburbs. I forget. This isn't a local thing. Right. Um, <laughs> that's right. We're worldwide. Worldwide, I mean, on, man. Global. Yeah. Um, they are one of those places they started as a just packaged retail, come in, buy craft beer, leave. Now they have a, you could call it a bar, but really it's, they have 10 to 12 taps and a small bottle list you can drink on site. And uh, given the coronavirus, 
things right now, they are doing, they can't, they can't serve there. Right. And you can't, they don't want people to linger there. So you can still come and pick stuff up and they are doing curbside delivery, which is right in front of their door. So it's not a problem. And now they started offering, um, delivery within a three mile radius. So for free, you have to spend at least thirty dollars. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's easy. I don't know if it's for free. It might be. I think it is for yeah. for three dollar for three mile radius. So my wife is like, you should order something from the beer seller. So this one guy at works so has to come deliver it just so we can say hi to him. And I'm like, nah, I won't do that. He's working today, so I'll uh, I'll go do curbside pickup. But I went in there and same thing. I was like, I just I knew they got a couple beers in, and I wanted to pick them up. But then while I'm there, I'm going, you know, I don't, it's going to, I mean, I, we're always going to be able to get booze because the grocery stores will stay open regardless of what happens. Yeah. But I was like, I don't know the next time I'm mm-hmm. going to be able to get the get like good stuff or the special stuff, fancy stuff. Right. And either way, I'd rather support my local proprietor and you know, I'm friends with the guy and he's been, you know, he's been posting on social media about how, like, we're shutting down the bar. They're losing 70% of the business. That means they, you know, how do they pay their employees? How do they pay their bills? Yeah. It's, you know, it's not like they're a big, yeah. giant business. So I'm going, right. well, I'd rather, I'm going to spend the money at some point. I'd rather do it for him and for my guys and give it to a big grocery store later that just happens to be open. But I need my, you know, need my beer or whatever. Yeah. So... Yeah, I showed up there. I'm like, you know, can I get this too and this and this and this? <laughs> and Jay, it's funny. funny. As I say, no, Jay Rib yesterday, we were texting, but I was like, well, I might go there tomorrow night. If I do, I can grab whatever you want too and like leave it by your house or something. So <laughs> he texts me at like six o'clock, give or take, right? And he mm-hmm. goes, hey, I got to go for a run because I'm, I'm training for the marathon. <coughs> Coronavirus. Oh, no, I'm coughing. <laughs> Get it together, man. Get it together. Good thing we're social distancing across the internet. Um, That's right. He texts me. He's like, I got to run. And then I go to the beer cellar and uh, just let me know what you want me to pick up. I was like, oh, don't worry. I made my trip there and stocked up. Not a big deal. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I feel like I'm worrying about it's. It's almost like, no, I've my wife and I have done a pretty good job of taking care of necessities at I think we're covered until everything calms down supply chain. Like eventually people are going to stop freaking out and realize you can get all this stuff. Just cool down. I think so too. We're going to, so I'll have a report as of, so tomorrow morning, first thing, literally like we will be at the, as they unlock the doors of the local jewels at 6am, my wife and I will be walking into the store and I could give you a report on supply chain status. You might, I might have to wake up for that. What well, you know, the jewel sent out a thing where they're like, Hey, for a couple of hours of the day, you know, senior shopping, you know, we'd appreciate it if you're respectful for that. Yeah. So I'm just it's saying. Tuesday and Thursday from seven to nine in the morning, I think. Yeah, so you're exactly it. right. Look at that. Yeah. I have the text yeah. screenshot from my, <laughs> from my group text with my sister and my mom. What do you know? Yeah. So All we're right. going to, we're going to hit it at 6 a.m. We figure it's the cleanest. It'll be, it'll be the least. It'll be the most stocked it's going to be, and it'll be the least populated it's going to be. So we're going to wake up at 5.15 or whatever. And I just want to say I, res- I respect you for being aware of the community and 
being thoughtful of the seniors. Hey, can we? We've been talking about all of this non golf related stuff. Can I? Can I? I haven't told you this yet. Can I tell you about this idea I have? Sure. So, and this is this is almost we're getting serious for a second here. Um, <laughs> okay, great. So, as I've been telling you on this show every night, is that I've been watching Ben Gibbard's live stream, Ben Gibbard of Death Cab for Cutie, uh, that he's doing every I night it tonight. Yeah. yeah. And he was he was collecting for a food pantry, right? Did yeah. you catch any of that? Yeah. So he's collecting for a food pantry and he's saying and he held up the address so we could donate whatever. And he was saying they're in like dire, dire, dire need of baby formula, diapers, wipes, like things yeah. for kids. Yeah. And you know, I've seen all these horror stories of Mom's being like, I'm not even trying to stockpile. I have my new kid. I'm trying to get baby wipes and diapers, and the stores are just sold out. Yeah. And like, oh, it hit me right in the feels. And I go, I mean, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna raise a ton of money. I'm not gonna be able to like put a big food drive together or anything, but I go, you know, we have these golf websites and we get a lot of gear. And we just know people and or I just have random golf things laying around. I said, I wonder if I could do some sort of fun because my food pantry, same thing, right? Yeah. Do a do a fundraiser of some sort for my local food pantry because you know, get some diapers, idea. formula, whatever. And yeah. if I make 20 bucks, fine, I'll go buy a thing of formula and just go drop it off at. Right. At the food pantry. If I raise a thousand dollars, I'll just give them all the money. So I think what I'm going to do, and I'm hoping to get some support of people help kind of spread it, is be like, all right, here I have these Callaway MD4 wedges or um, these the Scott Redmond Concepts putter cover, and I'm not selling them, but if you donate to this we will randomly pick winners for these things and send them to you. Yeah. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping people will go. This is more about the cause. Right. Not so much. I care about what I'm getting or whatever. Like maybe you get a random shaft pull from a review. I did. It's not the right shaft for you. There's a million things that why it's not good, but whatever free shaft. Well, kind of, but you, and you contributed a good cause. So, I don't quite have all my ducks in a row on it yet, but I, I'm I'm hoping I'm hoping it's something we can execute and actually make a few bucks for. I like it. I'm in. All right, I'll keep you I'm posted. In. Yeah, and I might be like, yo, you got any um, getting golf the stuff over there? Spread the word. YouTube channel. I, I don't have very much golf stuff. I don't have the sort of. I don't have the, you know, the no, connections no, no. that you have. Oh, here Mr. we Bush. go. I'm asking I'm who just, somebody is to you all the time. <laughs> you always say this. You and Adam unfiltered. I'm like, I don't even know who you two are talking about. And you're like, oh, yeah, you know this. I'm like, no, I don't. I know like three people. <laughs> yeah, but I can, I can uh, ask around. I can ask around about some stuff. Well, and I was thinking, too, into another uh, another topic. I was thinking like, you know, I, I've, ra- I've asked for donations for things from my friends in the business before. Yeah. And usually they're happy to do it. But right yeah. now, like, I mean, they, right? we've been talking about how they are being very immediately impacted. It's well known. The margins have shrunk in the golf goods industry. So yeah. right now it's going, hey, uh, Callaway, can I have a can I 
donate a driver to this cause, yeah. they're going to be like, oh, now's not a good time. And I get right. it. So right. I don't want to hundred percent. And I don't want to be that guy with them. So I know yeah. all these people would be happy to support, but they right now it's a tough time. They got to look out for their business. And I, I wouldn't want to put them in a position not to. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I think between maybe some friends and myself and the guys on the site, we can rummage up a few random things, whether it's a set of grips or God knows what, but we'll see, we'll figure for this sure. out. That's my goal. Try to raise a, a couple, few... like got a couple golf bags, maybe that are gently used. Yeah. I don't views. think I don't, I think I feel like people wouldn't care. Right. If it's for yeah. the good cause. Yeah. I will say I've sent a few texts and emails. People like, hey, do you remember this thing you gave me? Uh, would you care if I gave it away for a charity thing? Yeah. So yeah. we'll we'll see. All but right. Keep your eyes and ears peeled, everyone. It's a good idea. Um, like what it. else? What else? Speaking Maybe... of uh, just just to bring that full circle, just yeah. since we're we're doing uh, things for good people or good things for people or whatever. So Saturday, and we we were talking about beer. I know you're not a huge fan of Noon Whistle necessarily no i'm fine with noon whistle i just have that one okay. critique okay i actually really yeah. i support them i like them yeah so they they're another local brewer on saturday they're doing uh, a limited release of a hazy ipa called t21 and it's for world down syndrome day and my friend who has a son who has down syndrome he helped brew the beer he's he's very close friends with uh, some of the brewers that are there and, and the owner. And so he, it was supposed to be a whole day. We were all going to go and like, it was going to be this whole celebration, but obviously we can't do that now, but they're still going to be releasing the beer. And so if you want to go and drive over there and pick up a four pack, it goes to a good cause. I don't need and, more good uh, causes. Don't, oh, why'd you yeah. do that? <laughs> so, so if you're looking for something to do on Saturday and you happen to be in the Chicago area, hit up, go hit up uh noon whistle, get yourself a, a T21 four pack. I know a brewer right. over there too. I got a friend. Do you? Yep. He was at another place, won a bunch of rewards for, um, I really, for a lot of beers he made. And then he lives, he lives this way okay. out by us, Western suburbs. So he was going to like, you know, Beverly Southern parts of Chicago, not the TV attention, Southern parts, the old, kind of like almost suburb part of Chicago, the Southern area. And okay. he was going there for work every day. So he got a, had a kid, got a, got a job yeah. at a, a good brewery out here, closer to home. And uh, by all accounts, still brewing great beer, beer, brewing beer. There you go. It's tough to say. All right. You want to talk about golf now? Yeah. Here's my golf news. Nothing going on still. Uh, <laughs> I didn't really pay attention to the golf news today. The one thing I did follow was the extensive in series of Instagram stories with Ricky Fowler and Justin yeah. Thomas playing a left-handed fun. match. Yeah. Um, something about, I mean, I know they were purposely dressing kind of wacky, but I, you want to tell me you being like a, an HSP that stands for highly sensitive person it means like you have a weird sensitivity to your surroundings and just weird things. That's me okay. in it to a T. Something about the way they were dressed the whole time. It wasn't even the bad left-handed swings. It, it like <laughs> gave me such anxiety. <laughs> and I figured like it's partially just because that's how I am, but partially I think it's just more of that 
being locked in the basement, can't go anywhere, yeah. losing your mind thing. Like, why is that making me anxious? Maybe it's a jealousy thing. They're playing. They get to go just play carefree. I know. Outdoor there warm golf. Sure. I don't know. Yeah. But I just like, I feel like I was going to have a panic attack watching this thing. Yeah. I, so that's funny. Phil. When you next time you golf with uh, J Riv in the summer, prepare yourself. Cause that dude can mix, mix and match some gear. Like nobody's business. Does he he's do got, it ironically? Got, or is it just sort of like, Oh, that's, that's just, that's just his style. That's just what he wants to do. Like he, it's kind of funny. He'll go like, he'll, he'll dress in mostly tradition. Like some of his shirts may be a little louder. Um, but then like his sock game is it's a thing. And I know JT had some socks that were, that were, a thing bumping tonight today. Yeah. So just a heads up. Okay. I'll prepare that. myself. Although I thought the, I thought it was fun. I thought it was a fun kind of little respite. And, uh, oh, it was awesome. The, the, the JT club toss, I think it was on 13 off the tee was fun, but, uh, and yeah, and I think Ricky shot a 94 and JT shot a, shot a one oh one lefty. Which yeah. Is just, well, it yeah. seemed like JT, I, I think it would have been fairly competitive, but Ricky was generally able to figure out how to get off the tee. Yep. Yep. And then he could hit, he could hit fairway woods and hybrids and stuff where JT yeah. couldn't, like yeah. he was just chasing the ball. I mean, they, they cover, they documented the round <laughs> very thoroughly. Like we watched they the did. whole round. I felt like, right. Right. Um, yeah. Every, well, Ricky like birdied a hole from his second shot was from like a trap, like a fairway bunker. He didn't, he, he was he, putting for birdie. He didn't make it. I remember. Oh, that. he didn't make it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was a great, <laughs> he's like that might JT goes, that might be the best shot of your life. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. I mean, so yeah. yeah Anyways, that was, that was kind of fun. My other golf news coming off of a story from yesterday that I shared. Um, I had, you know, I found my Ben Hogan 73 Apex 2 iron, right? Right. Well, being the nerd that I am on in various Facebook groups, got, <laughs> I posted the 2 iron to share with these guys, these old persimmon and blades guys. Like, yeah. I found the 2 iron. Now I just need to find a 3 iron for my set and, it'll, you know, the unicorn 1 iron. This, this old lovely gentleman replies to me just i have one and i'm like what do you have a three iron come on okay well i'm like why don't you say hey i have a three iron if you're looking for one i'd be willing to sell it right. to you and i'm right. like okay what <laughs> when i say to him i'm like are you by chance looking to part with this three iron <laughs> and for a tremendous price for somebody who may be looking to obtain one yeah. And he replies back to me. He's like, it's in pretty good condition. It has a three flex apex shaft in it, which this is a whole nother history lesson. We won't bother. And I'm like, so is that a yes? You'll sell it. <laughs> Eventually we get to the bottom of it and the guy sells it to me. Ready? Ready for the price? Yeah. $6. Come on. Yep. So you, $6. you spent $54 on this full set of 1973 Ben Hogan irons. And I'm still ahead. Uh, the one thing I'd run <laughs> into is somebody be like, it's not matching because the two and three iron would be different cereals and yeah, fine. Yeah. But I'm like, okay. And they're not yeah. in the group, like in perfect. And actually his three iron is pretty mint. Um, 
So I'm like, all right, amazing. Doing pretty good here. And then I was like, you know, I'm also looking for some persimmons. Do you have any like that? And I said, look, here's the problem. I don't want to spend a ton of money on anything, but I can't get over. Like, I know enough to be like, well, but I want something with a little cool factor. And right. But I also want to be playable, but I don't want it to look like a piece of crap. Um, you know, I, I'm basically asking, I'm basically asking for perfection for junk prices, you know, right for less than $10. So he goes, uh, and I said, I want McGregor. I want early fifties. All right. So I send him and this is where I thought, like, I, I finally was getting over, like, all right, I've, I've gotten off the trail of persimmons and old irons just going down that rabbit hole. Right. No. Yeah. Full fledged back into it today. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and I'm like, you know, so I asked him, I'm specifically looking for early McGregor's. Here are some examples, but I understand those are hard to get. But if there's anything that kind of fits it and he's like, uh, I might have something. If I don't, I'll refinish one for you. And I'm like, oh, oh my. So okay. it's awesome. And this guy's a, like a total sweetheart. But yeah. I'm also going, well, I know how this goes. And if he does have like a ready here, I'm going to get real nerdy for you. An early 50s uh, McGregor automatic M85. And he refinishes it for me. And I'm like, that could be like a $300 club. Yeah. And I mean, then I'd be like, oh, yeah. you did all that stuff. Here's f- I'd be willing to spend $50 on that. <laughs> you know, and yeah. like, what? Right. no. But so sure enough, he replies to me with these two, well, three. One was a Jimmy Demerit uh, driver that had been refinished at some point and had been used. But do some research, it wasn't wildly popular. But again, early 50s. Wow. Mid 50s, somewhere in there. And then he sends me this th- driver and three wood that were refinished. And they were from these, this Byron Nelson McGregor that from, yeah, 1953 that he ref- someone refinished. And they were, I mean, they were beautiful. But I was, then I got in my head, I'm like, you know, but that's not, that's not just what I want. And, well, there's this other guy who has some, Matt, like some Hogan Apex woods for dirt cheap that look great uh you know i know where to find you but i'm gonna pass on those for now you know i know where they're hiding and uh then my guy uh i'll just say oh here i won't i don't know what he wants out there and what he does i'll just say i have a good a great guy that i've been friends with legit like legit friends in the golf industry and if i didn't do the golf industry like if he came up to Chicago, he'd come to my house for dinner. I mean, we're real friends, yeah. not golf yeah. industry friends. He right. um, he sends me a because I, I asked him a few questions about some things and he knows some people. And I mean, he's known people for he's grown up in the game, you know, okay. and he's like, I said, you know, I don't know enough. Can you give me some education on these old persimmons? And the one thing I figured out is like. It's hard to tell the difference between this could have been some, you know, Marshalls or Montgomery Ward. Montgomery Ward is a pet, probably a better name for it. Montgomery Ward retail offering. I don't want that. But the thing is trying to find like a pro line yeah. McGregor. You know, where do you get the yeah. pro line stuff? And he's just like, oh, here, I got this one sitting around. Shut up. I'm pretty sure it's this successful former, you know, play senior tour now but successful pga players from around this time and i think it's this you know maybe 60s ish he's like i'll give it to you for dirt cheap and i'm like okay (laughs) (laughs) 
it's I mean, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Really? This I mean, I I can't say enough good things about this guy, but I don't want to go on and on about it because I don't want to. Again, so will you play it or will you just have it? Well, that's the problem now. It's beautiful. Right. And I'm like, and I told right. him, I go, the thing is, I want something cool factor and all this stuff. And I don't want to get a, you know, something that's like just beat the trash. Yeah. But I also don't want to be afraid to play the club. But right. I, you know, you know me well enough. Like, I can't get over that. Oh, it's, it looks like junk. I like, let me beat it up. But I'm real bad. Okay. I'm real bad with things where it's like, oh, this is too pretty to beat up. <laughs> like putters and stuff, they don't take that much of a beating. Yeah, they get a little right. like brushing right. on the sole and maybe around the sweet spot, right? But sure. So no, I'm not big into like I'm not a big like wall hanger guy with putters, but when you're looking at like a 1960s or 1962 custom, you know sweet mcgregor persimmon that's just perfect the only thing is like it's been refinished and you know he was like well the Missouri, they have these they i mean they stamped everything into the wood all the logos and stuff because it's okay. been refinished oh the mcgregor tourney logo is a little it's pretty shallow to the point like you can't paint it and i'm like oh darn you know <laughs> <laughs> like just leave it it's beautiful it's perfect right right and so then you know you and jay Riv will go get some like thrift store shit and be like let's go play a vintage round and i'll be like yeah i have it oh well you know i can't play my mcgregor i got from my buddy and well you know that three iron well it's two mints and i guess i could play like two to i can't even hold three of the clubs because the grips are so dried out but i don't want to replace them with modern grips because there are the old authentic original ones so i don't the answer is yes i want to play it we'll see what happens yeah we we do need to play uh i guess josh and i have to get on the uh we have to get on the i'm not getting into a facebook group i'm not doing that but I will go and search for some vintage clubs. Dude, I don't know why you're so judged about this Facebook group. And the guy, so the guy hooking me up with this this persimmon driver got me into this Facebook group. And I've talked about the I don't know if it's on this show at this point. I think it was, but I mean there are literally legends of the golf equipment industry in it. Tad Moore's in it. And he and like not Tad Moore the golf guy, like Tad Moore just being a regular guy. One of yeah. the Wood brothers is in it. Um, the guy, if you, if anyone's familiar with lab golf, they used to be directed force putters or whatever. The guy who right. designed it all, who designed it, designed it. <laughs> that's how my kids talk. Jeez. Who's at all the drinks here? I'm yeah. the one that's halfway Seriously. through the bottle, pal. Wow. Um, I'm, tr- you know, I'm triggered today and I'm holding it together pretty well. All right. <laughs> And I like I noticed I had written down two topics that really had me over the edge, and I texted you one of them. I'll cover them in a little bit here. Texted you right. I was late to start recording because of one of them, so I'm yeah. doing pretty well, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need any extra bullshit from you and Riv and Adam Unfiltered today. God. <laughs> anyway, the guy yeah. who did like designed all those no torque lab golf putters, he's in the group. Um, I mean, so this guy all invited right. me to it. So and, there's some there's some big shooters in the group. And it's funny, there's a lot of like nobodies. And I don't mean nobodies yeah. like I'm a somebody, but just, like, but just guys right, who are like right. 
I stumbled upon it and asked to join it and got welcomed. Um, but it's fascinating and you see some of the coolest stuff in the world in it. And you know, some of these guys are hooked up to like, Oh yeah, I got this from Gary player in 1982. And you're like, Oh, I bought this off my friend because he had it laying around a shop, like, right. And I thought I was in on the inside. <clears throat> so, yeah, the rabbit hole of uh, vintage clubs continues. You guys need to look. You don't have to be like me and no? get this deep into it. Oh, come on, don't do it to me. I'm <laughs> sensitive tonight. <laughs> Just go to a thrift store. Be like, yep, these look old. Buy them if you need. You can bring them over to you know J Riff can bring them to Uncle Bill's house, and I'll right. I'll shine them up for him. Throw some grips on and reshaft them if he needs it. I got them. Or whatever. Either of yeah. you, I'll take care of you. But yeah, I I mean I'm getting to point. If I'm only playing, if I'm only going to play twelve rounds because it's a weird year, pff, let's just make ten of them vintage rounds. Who are we kidding? Yeah, right. What is your handicap this year? Uh, it went up about 12 points because I played every round with 50-year-old <laughs> golf clubs. Right. Worth, it. Worth uh, it. Yeah, so I don't know. I want you to... Why, hey, you know what? Don't know. Oh, I'm so busy. Oh, I'm doing a thousand-piece puzzle. Start doing a little <laughs> research and Googling and start start looking at some clubs. All right. All right. I want to hear what you've been seeing. I'm right. more intrigued to hear what you get out of it and what you see and what you learn and just be obsessed I want the set that I want the set that John bought. Honestly. Man, like here's the thing. I love that set. I I, I feel bad cuz I do love it. It's awesome. But it's not in the same conversation. And I don't mean that no, good true. bad conversation. I mean it's, it's totally a different true. topic. Yeah, I know. Yes, to find what he has is outrageous, but they're from the they're from the 90s. Right. Right. Like, no, nah, man, go find go find the 60-year-old club. All right, I'm I'm on it. I get the. Work. I mean, don't get me wrong. I I want John's clubs too. Let's be honest. Yeah. For those no, keeping, keeping score at home, John found a mint two to pitching wedge set of Mizuno MP14s that look like they've never hit a ball. They are immaculate. Yeah. So yeah. Though he texted me the other day, uh, <laughs> he he bought <laughs> so many things I love about this. He bought iron <laughs> covers for him, <laughs> and I was like, John. Jonathan and you ruined it, John and you ruined it. And he's it. like, nah, these are more for traveling. So to protect him, he's like, I will never carry with iron covers on whatever. Well, he's been storing the iron covers and the Mizuno mint Mizuno MP 14s. And now he says he's never going to play. Um, He's been storing them together. And then he took the iron covers off and a bunch of the paint on the clubs has, is falling out, oh, starting shit. to flake off. And he's like, Oh, it's a humidity. I'm like, <laughs> It's either that or now I suspect your irons maybe got refinished and had shitty paint yeah. in them. Yep. Either way, they're yep. still cool and you got a deal, but I'm yeah. like, that's weird. And that's what you get for putting iron covers on your clubs <laughs> that you have in a closet. Uh, but yeah, you got to find yourself like some old Wilson staff irons from 1963 or some whatever. Yeah. I won't go any later than like 76. I think, I think that? the number you, younger than that. The number that I like for a cutoff, at least for irons, is nineteen eighty. Actually, anything. I feel like if you can keep it, that's not true either. I, pers- they were still making good persimmons in the eighties. Yeah, in the eighties, yeah. But I think if you can keep it like nineteen eighty or older, you've done a great job. All right. Side note: cutoff. 
interesting thing in this research it's you know now these guys get paid so much they're playing that year's driver maybe hey i'm a club free agent so they'll have two-year-old drivers three-year-old drivers and occasionally have the brand snedekers like this is an 11 year old driver but generally they're playing current equipment because they're paid to right well, they talk about how like Johnny Miller was winning in the, you know, his US Open playing literally playing a McGregor driver from 1947. Really? And these guys were playing 40-year-old persimmon woods cuz it was one of those yeah. things the technology wasn't changing. Right. They got the right. sh- some guy crafted the shape, maybe Tony Pena crafted the shape just right for them. They got just the right that you can't adjust the loft and lie on them so they got loft yeah. and lie just right everything was perfect and maybe they refinished them to clean them up after they got beat up or something but generally they they a 30 year old club made no difference right their clubs were their clubs and that's what they liked and that's what yeah so i mean it'd be like does jack nicholas play a mcgregor or does he play a wilson that was a thing for sure but having one from 1958 versus 1949 didn't make a difference. Right. Or I'm sure they could just throw like a different soul plate on. Either way, it's wild. Yeah. Anyway, right. We've really gone down this rabbit cool. hole. I just want to leave you with to give people the reference of what how what I kept together yesterday. I can't remember if it was before it was after recording. Um, I came upstairs and the drawer that holds all of our pots and pans in our kitchen broke. And by that, I mean, not like, oh, just like fix the rails. No, the like bracket that holds the sliding rail in just snapped. So we currently don't have floor of the cabinet or whatever. Yeah. So we currently, well, it's in the middle cabinet, of course. And (laughs) it's been fine for five, six years. And now all of a sudden it's going to snap, which whatever. Um, but so I found those parts. We'll see, those might get here by sometime next week. So in the meantime, we just have a giant cabinet drawer in our kitchen counter and we call it our pots and pans slot because <laughs> the drawer beneath is filled with stuff. So we just put everything on top of that, like in the slot. Right. So, yeah, we had that yesterday. And then today kids take their you know baths and showers and stuff. And my wife goes, uh, good news. I think our three year old got something down the drain. God, you're like you get oh. something down your shower drain, oh. your battery. Like, good luck getting it out, you know. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I had to take apart basically all the the drain <laughs> stuff and snake it, snake out everything. Thankfully, I think I think I got it. But I mean, you sent me a picture of it, and I I legit thought it was an animal. It looked like a well, yeah, I the, thought, the, I the contents. But that yeah. I, I literally felt like I sent you a picture from real life Dexter when I sent the, how gross <laughs> my shower was and all the tools and everything. I, I go, this is my life. I'm gonna be a little late. So two days in a row of that in the midst of well, and it's again, I I mentioned my parents live across the street. So when I get my I credit to my dad, he's a great round the house handyman. I've learned a lot from him, but I get stuck. You know, I'm like, can't figure it out. And so I'm snaking the drain. I'm still like, I'm still getting hit with resistance. It looks like I've pulled out an opossum. And (laughs) I'm like, dad, I'm kind of at a loss. We might have to break quarantine for this, bro. (laughs) (laughs) You have to FaceTime. You have to FaceTime. Yeah. So I can figure this out. Well, the problem is like snaking a drain is like, can you take a look? So I did that with the drawer. I go, hey, check this out. I'm like, I'm pretty sure I can fix this on my own, but. 
I just went, well, long story short, before quarantine, they came over for dinner. I'm like, hey, I don't have any screws for mounting stuff. And this thing needs a screw. It was already had an issue. So he recently worked uh, on the drawer with me. I go, now yeah. look what happened to it. He's like, you got to be kidding me. So <laughs> that one we could navigate remotely. But, you you know, you can't feel with your hands what the plumbing snake is doing. So it's true. You're right. Uh, I'm like, you know, why couldn't all of this happen two weeks ago? Yeah. Why couldn't yeah. it happen <laughs> a month from now like it's of course yeah. it's gonna happen two days in a row in the midst of this so i just again credit to me i think i'm holding it together pretty well okay i'm very stressed <laughs> and i don't have any golf right yeah you got nowhere to go you i have no to do you know what we should be doing right now talking to nhl playoffs which are the greatest thing in sports amen and we're not even gonna have I'm it with you on that i'm with you on that there's with you on that. listen to Monday's spit and chicklets podcast. And they talk about, uh, it's all, you know, former NHL guys. They talk about a uh, proposition for how to finish a season. And it made the playoffs shortened. They said, finish the 82 games and then do this like best of five or best of three. And ba- you know, maybe switch it to a format where you do one like March madness, right? One versus 16. Yeah. But either way I went, Oh my God. Just like the masters in, in the fall. If they do get the <laughs> NHL season back into this different format, it is going to be the greatest thing ever. I can't wait, but sadly we don't have that now. And I'm, I, you know what? Sorry. I couldn't say brewed beer cleanly. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> or directed force, whatever I was saying. Okay. Right. God. It's hard, okay? It's hard. <laughs> We're all surviving. Uh, hang in there, man. It's going to be okay. I can't do a thousand piece puzzle. <laughs> I have kids in my house. Uh, do your kids uh, threaten to go to Florida again? Is that is that finally over? No, that's over. That's yeah. over. They're they're bored out of their mind, and uh, so. There are the, I think we, before we started recording, I got a FaceTime call from, from one of them that, you know, I've been, I've played guitar now for, I don't know, 20 years and none of them had any interest in any, I also, I play a ton of instruments and none of them had any interest in any <laughs> musical you instrument. You are humble bragging these shows. <laughs> I play a ton of instruments actually. Yeah, well, whatever. It doesn't matter. The point is they've never had an interest until now the the quarantine has finally, they finally picked up a guitar. So my daughter hit me up and they're so bored that they're going to try to learn an instrument. So hopefully the, you know, if that's the case, if this thing goes on a couple months, I'm cool with it. If they, if they decide they're going to start, you know, enlightening themselves with music, uh, musical Dad, instruments. I learned how to play free fallen by Tom Petty. Uh, I need <laughs> $3,500 for a Gibson custom shop. J 200. Right. Uh, you know what would happen? You'd I be think, like, okay. Who Sure. Okay. <laughs> That's what I always say with my okay. kids. I'm like, so my, my daughter doesn't have an interest in it, but my son's really into guitars and stuff. He has his kid guitars. And I'm, I'm going, this kid's going to go, okay, I'm old enough to play guitar and get lessons. Show up to his first lesson, and the teacher's going to be like, what's this? He's like, oh, it's, I, I just really like my dad's Gibson ES355. And he's going, yeah, <laughs> but this is like a 40-year-old. Like, Where'd you get this? It's your dad's? Right. You don't even know how to play a G chord. You know, yeah, your it's dog. easy to learn on that. 
Yeah, it'd be like, well, no, here, I'll humble brag for you now. So when I started playing guitar as a little kid, or I was going to start taking lessons, my uncle was a big, it still is, big guitar player. And again, him and his wife both had good jobs, they had a nice house. They So he just played guitar, has played in bands, and had a just wildly extensive guitar collection for a not bazillionaire and not professional musician. So when I started, he's like, you know, you don't want to learn an acoustic guitar. They're harder to play and electrics will are easier. You just won't get frustrated. They're easier to push the strings down, blah, blah, blah. You need something that plays well if you're going to do it. Not I I can't have you starting a piece of junk. So, I mean, now, admittedly, the guitar would have only been. Let's call it 10 years old ish at the time. But what does okay. he give me other than a 1988 Fender Clapton Strat, the signature model? Oh, my God. Yeah. And as a first wow. year, they made it. They did it in Torino yeah. red and use the exact same paint they used on Ferraris. There's a whole to do. Right. And I'm like, thing. yeah, wow, this is great. Thanks. And, <laughs> you know, now I still have it. I'm like, do you I mean, really? That was, that was cool. That but I'm like, that thing's oh, my God. 40 years old now. Yeah. It's awesome wow. too. It's so it, it's got you know the original tweed case, the works. Wow. So that'll be yeah. I mean, history will repeat itself, that. and I'll go right. Right. I'll be like, oh son, here's my. You can you know what? You can just take. You can play my ES three fifty five, and oh, let me get let me get the matchless out from under the stairs. You can use that amp. <laughs> and he'll be like, hey, I learned how to play smoke on the water. So I'm like, I'm so proud of you. Right. <laughs> right. Let's go back. Pu- Sarah, I gotta know what to tell you. We gotta go buy him a new guitar, and he's 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 obviously really dedicated. So I'm gonna go buy him a 1967 non-reverse Firebird. I don't care. <laughs> it's like, is this for you or him? Don't worry about it. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. All right, we've gone on enough with very little golf talk. Go work and find yeah. your vintage set. I expect a report tomorrow. Hey, no big deal. Next episode, we're supposed to have a pretty good guest on the show. Yeah. That's right. So if you've made it this far, now you know you need to listen to the next show. Here comes here, here comes the fi- here comes the payoff after suffering through all of these episodes of nonsense. Correct. Although the next the next the next episode will be nonsense. It'll just be someone that's cooler than us joining in. I couldn't think of a better way to sum it up, and that might be the podcast description when we release it. There you go. All right, Chris. It's been a pleasure. I hope you have a great evening, and I look forward to talking to you tomorrow. All right, talk to you tomorrow. All right, buddy. Bye.